We've been studying, going through the book of Ecclesiastes, and this is our third uh, message on this series. So what a powerful and incredible journey through chapters 1 to 3. As Pastor Raz and also Greg, was, uh, they were sharing with us, this is a book that sometimes you scratch your head and you, you go like, okay, wait, wait, what was that? How, how in the world is this on the Bible? ¿Cómo es que estas cosas están en la Palabra del Señor, el libro de Eclesiastes? So, today we're going to be uh, diving into chapter 4. Hoy vamos a estar leyendo el capítulo número 4. Also, I will be using quite a few verses from the Bible. So, either you can write a note on, on the side, so you can remember all the passages that we will be using. But we will be using the God of Word Quite a bit this morning. Vamos a estar usando muchos pasajes de la Biblia, así que los pueden anotar o los pueden ir siguiendo en, la, en, en sus Biblias. So, again, just to recap what the book of Ecclesiastes is, uh, the book is a profound meditation. The teacher or author, remember some scholars believe that it's probably not King Solomon. Some do, but some others don't. So he identifies himself as the teacher in the book of Ecclesiastes. Eso es importante recordar, ¿verdad?, que el autor de este libro, algunos estudiosos piensan que no necesariamente es el rey Salomón. But the teacher observed life and he himself lived under the sun. But what does it mean to live under the sun? Well, this is a horizontal, human way of living. And what do we do in this human way of living? Well, we focus on material stuff, working, making money, and at the end, dying. <laughs> That's what the book of Ecclesiastes is. So, yeah, we focus on living a natural and earthly life in which humans tend to live their lives focusing on pointless pursuits that do not last a long time. So let's not forget also that the author, the main character on, on this uh, book, he also did that. He lived under the sun. You know, the author experienced that, and he recognized God in his life in his later years. So he wasted quite a few years of his life doing exactly the same thing that he is uh, mentioning on the book. Algo que es muy interesante también es reconocer que el autor de este libro vivió eh, su vida muchísimos años haciendo las cosas que él describe acá. So he was also, you know, chasing after the wind for many, many years. So we're going to dive into chapter 4 today. Vamos a leer el capítulo 4 del de libro de Eclesiastes. We're going to read a few verses at a time. So we're going to read 1 through 6. And it says, again, I looked and saw all the oppression that was taking place under the sun. I saw the tears of the oppressed, and they have no comforter. Power was on the side of their oppressors, and they have no comforter. And I declared that the dead who had already died are happier than the living who are still alive. But better than both is the one who has never been born. 
Who has not seen the evil that is done under the sun? And I saw that all toil and all achievement springs from one person's envy to another. This is too meaningless. A chasing after the wind. Fools fold their hands and ruin themselves. Better one handful with tranquility than two handfuls with toil and chasing after the wind. Luego me fijé en tanta opresión que había bajo el sol y vi llorar a los oprimidos. No había quien los consolara. El poder estaba del lado de sus opresores y no había quien los consolara. Y consideré más felices a los que ya han muerto que a los que aún viven. Aunque en mejor situación están los que aún no han nacido, los que todavía no han visto la maldad que se comete bajo el sol. Vi además que tanto el afán como el éxito en la vida despiertan envidias. Y también esto es vanidad, es correr tras el viento. El necio se cruza de brazos y se devora a sí mismo. Mejor un puñado de tranquilidad que dos de fatiga y correr tras el viento. Hey, I don't know you guys, but when I read this... Uh, chapter when I read these verses, I get sad. It's it's like, why in the world is this in the Bible? It is depressing, isn't it? You know, to hear that there's no hope for those who are oppressed. Cuando yo leo estos versículos, me me pongo a pensar cómo eh, es posible que haya algo así en la Biblia, verdad? Tan depresivo, tan que nos pone nos pone de veras a pensar en lo en lo feo de este mundo. You know, the we read about how in this the first chapters we read how you know living under the sun is hardly worth it worth it in this book we see injustice unfairness selfishness we read also how science or philosophy could not provide answers to the teacher also we read about how meaningless pointless the pursuit of pleasure joy parting building possessions wealth all at the end turn out empty. And we also uh, read in this book, in these first uh, three, four chapters, how the, the teacher, the author of this book, you know, he tried materialism, fatalism, deism, but this, like wise, were in vain. Natural religion, wealth, and even morality don't really work. It proved equally fruitless. Vemos cómo en, eh, eh, todo esto, el materialismo, el consumismo, eh, toda la, la búsqueda obsesiva de, del placer, de la felicidad, andar todo de fiesta todo el tiempo, al, después del día, al final del día, es, no tiene sentido. Eso no nos trae el gozo verdadero. And unfortunately, you know, we, we may say, well, I'm glad that was back in the day, but as we know, and unfortunately, it is the same world, you know. At the end of the day, we're still living under the kingdom, you know, under this kingdom, you know, that it's still alive, you know. What the teacher is describing in this book and his lifestyle for many years is still a reality today. We're still living in the kingdom under the sun. The world has seen has seen terrible words, injustice, slavery. I mean, if you turn on the news for a few minutes, if you're like me, I'm, man, I get depressed. I go back and turn off the news because it is what? 
is despair, bad news. We hear about robberies here and there. We hear uh, that there is so much pollution that we're going to die. We hear all this negative stuff, you know, when we turn the news. So isn't that amazing? What, what the author is describing in the book of Ecclesiastes, it's happening today. So we're still living in this kingdom under the sun. You know, we, we hear about racism. We hear all these uh, terrible things that human Humans do to one another. Si prendemos la televisión, la noticia, nos damos cuenta de que estamos viviendo en el mismo mundo que estaba describiendo el autor del libro de Eclesiastes. What do you guys think is the source of all this madness? ¿Qué es, ¿Cuál es el origen de toda esta locura? Well, we, have, we need to go to the Bible and find out why is this human nature so self-destructive. In James 1, 14 and 15 says, But each person is tempted when they are dragged away by their own evil desire and enticed. Then, after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, gives birth to death. In Santiago, encontramos la respuesta de, de ¿De dónde viene toda esta maldad? Cuando uno es tentado, cuando sus propios malos deseos lo arrastran y seducen, luego, cuando el deseo ha concebido, engendra el pecado. Y el pecado, una vez que ha sido consumado, da luz a la muerte. And even more, and in Corinthians, the Bible explains to you how this kingdom under the sun works. 2 Corinthians 4.4 says... The God of this age has blinded the minds of unbelievers so that they cannot see the light of the gospel that displays the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. En segunda de Corintios 4.4 dice, El Dios de este mundo ha cegado la mente de estos incrédulos para que no vean la luz del glorioso evangelio de Cristo, el cual es la imagen de Dios. And who is, who is this... God of this age, as it is uh, described in this passage. ¿Quién es el, este Dios de esta temporada que describen estos versículos? Well, Jesus answers that question. In John 8:44, en Juan 8:44, vamos a saber quién es este, este Dios de, de este mundo. Jesus says, You belong to your Father the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Ustedes son del diablo. De su padre el diablo, cuyos deseos quieren cumplir desde el principio, este ha sido un asesino y no se mantiene en la verdad, porque no hay verdad en él. Cuando miente, expresa su propia naturaleza, porque es un mentiroso, es el padre de la mentira. And this is the reality, friends. Esta es la verdad, que en este mundo tenemos dos enemigos, nuestra propia naturaleza pecaminosa y el enemigo, el diablo. Besides our own sinful nature, the devil 
brings the kingdom under the sun. We're in trouble. But let's continue reading Ecclesiastes for the next verses, 9 through 12. Vamos a continuar leyendo Ecclesiastes 4, del 9 al 12. And uh, it says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other one up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lay down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Dice Ecclesiastes 4.9, mejor son dos que uno porque obtienen más fruto de su esfuerzo. Si caen el uno, se ayuda al otro a levantar. Hay del que cae y no tiene quien lo levante. Si dos se acuestan juntos, entrarán en calor. Uno solo, ¿cómo va a calentarse? Uno solo puede ser vencido, pero dos pueden resistir la cuerda de tres hilos que no... Man, I get excited, you know, when, when I read these verses, I said, well, there is hope. There is, there is something good in this uh, chapter four. Cuando leo estas partes, digo, ah, bueno, qué bueno, hay un poquito de esperanza en los siguientes eh, versículos. We, we read about the, uh, the importance of community and collaboration. The metaphor of the tri triple cord, three, that is not easily broken, emphasizes the strength of unity and collaboration. It also highlights the wisdom of choosing wise company and relationships. So we start seeing glimpses, right, of something positive. These verses show us that there, is, there are good things in this world. You know, we have to acknowledge. We have to acknowledge that there is good people in this world who don't know Christ. I have friends, I know people who are good people. They care for one another, and they don't know Christ. This is a reality. ¿Verdad? Tenemos amigos que tal vez no conocen a Cristo, pero que son buenas personas. There is, that, that's a reality. That is a fact that we cannot deny. That there is also good in this world. Uh, I see neighbors caring for one another, and uh, that is a good thing. I see also secular big organizations, right, in the world helping. They go and, and bring resources to countries in need. You know, Haiti, for instance, we, you know, we've seen all the tragedies, this kingdom under the sun, but we also see even non-Christians, people who don't believe in God, bringing help to these nations. So there is good in the world. We cannot deny that, that there is... Uh, these glimpses of, of grace and hope here and there. You know, we see good things happening here and there. This is also fascinating to me that, you know, in the middle of uh, this kingdom under the sun, who is very, you know, gloomy and dark, we see beautiful things like music, arts, right? We also see medicine, and that medicine, it's for what? Is it only for Christians? No, it's for everybody. And this is what we, in, in theology, uh, we call it uh, common grace. Because those are glimpses of God's grace. Him, himself, showing his love, his grace to everybody. Esto es tan lindo porque vemos manifestaciones de Dios en este mundo oscuro. Por aquí, por allá, ¿verdad? Vemos cómo Dios usa las artes, la música, eh, 
todas estas cosas para bendecir a todo el mundo, a los que creen y a los que no creen también. So we see good things happening in this, in this chapter. So common grace, as I, as I was sharing with you guys, is the love of God, the grace of God manifested and extended to all. These are glimpses of God's nature in his creation. He, he is what? Revealing himself to humankind, little by little. In Ecclesiastes 3.11, we read, He has made everything beautiful in its time. He has also, send, he has also set eternity in the human heart. Yet, no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. But what is this? He has set eternity in all humans. See, there is something in all of us. People from every corner of, in the world, there is something in themselves that say, hey, there is a God. We have this ingrained in our DNA because it's God's presence you know, in us that says, hey, there is something. Even If you grew up in a place where you never heard about God, still there is something in your heart, in your mind, in your being, you know, that says, hey, there is something. We are not just simple creatures living, you know, 80 years and then we die and that's it. No, there is this concept of eternity and that comes from God. Está esta realidad de que aunque hayas crecido en un lugar donde... Nunca has escuchado de Dios, todos los seres humanos traen ese concepto de eternidad, de que la vida dura más que estos años que vivimos en la tierra, y eso viene de Dios. And look what Romans 1:20 says. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuses. Porque desde la creación del mundo, las cualidades invisibles de Dios, es decir, su eterno poder y su naturaleza divina, se perciben claramente a través de lo que Él creó, de modo que nadie tiene excusas. This is good. So, you know, Ecclesiastes is getting better, right? It's giving us hope. It's giving us glimpses of, of God's grace here and there. But wait. Is that it? Is that enough for us? Should humanity be satisfied with the glimpses of hope and random acts of kindness we see in the world? Is it enough knowing that God exists and gives us glimpses of himself and gives us breaks here and there while we wander around in the kingdom under the sun? What is more important? Is this all God has for humanity? Just random, random acts of kindness here and there, you know, doing good stuff for people, you know, um, giving food to the poor, doing all these little things. Is that, is that it? Is that all God wanted for us? ¿Será que solo eso Dios quería de nosotros que ayudáramos a los pobres, que hubieran organizaciones que hicieran cosas buenas? Is that it? Well, We know the answer, and it is absolutely not. But this world was completely lost 
And we needed what? A full, a full divine intervention. So that exists, so that our existence as humans will be meaningful. It is only through this incredible divine intervention that we, that our lives make sense. That's the only way. We needed a vertical intervention from heaven to earth. God sent his son, Jesus Christ, so that we can live and be part of the kingdom under the sun, S-O-N. So that is the transformation. We're going from the kingdom under the S-U-N to the kingdom under the S-O-N. And that's where we want to be at. God, the kingdom of God is here And that is good news. God revealed himself through Jesus Christ. This vertical intervention was violent and painful. He came to rescue us, to give us freedom from the kingdom under the sun. La verdad es que esta intervención que tuvo que hacer Dios fue violenta y dolorosa. Él tuvo que mandar a Jesús a morir por nuestros pecados. Era la única forma de que nuestras vidas tuvieran sentido. Matthew 27:45 describes this powerful intervention. From noon until three in the afternoon, darkness came over all the land. About three in the afternoon, Jesus cried out in a loud voice and said, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And when Jesus had cried out in a loud voice, he gave up his spirit. At that moment... And this is fascinating. The curtain of the temple was torn in two. From what? From top to bottom. The earth shook, an earthquake. The rocks split and the tombs broke open. The bodies of many holy people who had died were raised to life. Jesus came to die for your sins and for my sins. You know, to give meaning to our lives. You know, to make our lives uh, have a purpose in this world. And after, he is giving meaning to our lives. Only through Jesus Christ, we, our lives have meaning. And that is the reality. Solamente por el sacrificio que hizo Jesús, es que nuestras vidas tienen sentido. C.S. Lewis, one of the greatest Christian authors. C.S. Lewis, in uh, his books, The Chronicles of Narnia, he uses a magical and allegorical world to represent these two kingdoms. Narnia is a reflection of the kingdom under the sun, S-U-N, where there is constant conflict and pursuit of power and pleasure under the rule of the white witch. On the other hand, Aslan, the great lion, represents Jesus, who with all who with all who belong in the kingdom under the sun fights and triumphs over the devil and his followers. Through these fun books, C.S. Lewis invites us to recognize and choose the true kingdom we want to belong to and find salvation and real purpose for our lives. Let's watch this. Ah! 
It is finished. Indeed. It is finished. Telestai is the word in Greek, which means Jesus' work is done. You know, why? Because all the promises in the Bible have been fulfilled when he came to earth, died for us, and came to rescue us. John 20, 19 says, Later knowing that everything has, had now been finished, and so the scripture would be fulfilled, Jesus says, said, I am thirsty. When he had received the drink, Jesus said, It is finished. With that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Después de esto, como Jesús sabía que todo había terminado, y para que se cumpliera la escritura, dijo, Tengo sed. Al probar, Jesús el vinagre dijo, todo se ha cumplido. Luego inclinó la cabeza y entregó su espíritu. Do, do you feel like being under the attack of the enemy? Do you feel defeated? Do you feel like you are fighting, you know, you're with your sword, you know, swinging at sin, at the enemies, at the trials of life? ¿Te sientes como que estás peleando con tus propias fuerzas contra el enemigo? ¿Con esa espada luchando contra los problemas financieros, enfermedades, contra las pruebas? Well, the Lion of Judah is here. No, he, he is going to fight for us. And this is the beauty of the kingdom under the sun, S-O-N. We belong to the kingdom of God. We belong to his kingdom. We don't have to fight alone. No tenemos que luchar solos. El rey de reyes está de nuestro lado. El, el, el león de Judá está de nuestro lado. So, Colossians 1.13.14 says, For he has rescued us from the dominion of, dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sin. Colosenses, uno dice, Él nos libró del dominio de la oscuridad y nos trasladó al reino de su amado Hijo, en quien tenemos redención y perdón de pecados. Is there hope in the kingdom of God? Is there hope in the kingdom under the sun, S-O-N? Absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. Por supuesto que hay esperanza, por supuesto que hay un gran plan para que nuestras vidas tengan sentidos en este reino bajo el liderazgo del Hijo de Dios. In Matthew 5, Jesus tells us what, what to expect in his kingdom. Isn't that amazing? So now we're, we're not reading anymore the, the Ecclesiastes you know, gloomy reading all the negative stuff that we as humans do. But this is, this is what we should expect in the kingdom of God. Esto es lo que nosotros esperamos en el reino de Dios. Dice, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will be inherit the earth, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. Blessed are the poor in spirit, the pure in spirit, for they will see God. Blessed are the 
peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Dice Jesús, dichosos los pobres en espíritu, porque el reino de los cielos les pertenece. Dichosos los que sufren, porque serán consolados. Dichosos los humildes, porque recibirán la tierra como herencia. Dichosos los limpios de corazón, porque ellos verán a Dios. Dichosos los que trabajan por la paz, porque serán llamados hijos de Dios. Dichosos los perseguidos por causa de la justicia, porque el reino de los cielos les pertenece. Let me ask you, déjenme hacerles una pregunta. Are you tired of chasing after the wind? Are you hopeless? Do you feel the pressure of this world to live a superficial and meaningless life? Well, Jesus is inviting you to be part of his kingdom today. El Señor los está invitando en esta mañana para pasar de este reino debajo del, del sol a pasar al reino bajo el reinado del Hijo de, de Dios. Do you need to be rescued this morning? Necesitas una intervención divina fuerte. Necesitas ser rescatado de emergencia. We all do. We all need that. We need a, a, a vertical intervention in our lives. Our sinful nature is it's what we live by under this crazy worldly kingdom under the sun, S-U-N. So we need to move and transfer ourselves right now to live under in this amazing kingdom of God. As, as we conclude this uh, meditation, what I like to do is really invite you guys to meditate. Where, where, where am I? Donde estoy hoy? As we sing our closing song, we're going to meditate and see in what parts of our air, my life, I need a divine intervention. Isn't that amazing? You know, the, the, this image of two people in Ecclesiastes helping one another. Guess what? You don't have to carry your, your struggles by yourself. There's people right here. We have elders who are willing to pray with you, who are ready to listen to you. No tienes que cargar tus pruebas solo. Como decía el libro de Eclesiastes, dos son mejores que uno. Así que puedes orar con alguno de nuestros ancianos. So, elders, if you're here, raise your hand. We would like to, to uh, look around and see if, if, if you are led by the Holy Spirit to ask for, for help, for a prayer. And maybe after the service, we can do that. We're here to walk with you. And what if your marriage is in trouble? We have a powerful uh, image right there of uh, the three strings together. What if what we need a, is a divine intervention in our marriage, adding that third uh, person, Jesus Christ, being the king of our marriage? ¿Y qué tal esa ilustración tan linda de las tres cuerdas? ¿Qué tal si nuestros matrimonios están de patas para arriba, verdad? Lo que necesitamos es a esa tercera persona, Jesucristo. So, as we conclude, as we sing this song, you know, let's... Let's think on that invitation to move out definitely, you know, and forever from the kingdom under the sun to the kingdom under the son of God. Esa es la invitación que tenemos en esta, en esta mañana. I love what Cody was uh, sharing, with us, uh, sharing with us about prayer. 
And uh, this is an incredible miracle every Sunday. I was telling Gary how I was planning to conclude with the Lord's Prayer. And we never talk, and God was preparing our hearts to do this. So I would like to invite you guys to stand and recognize that we need the kingdom of God in our lives. So we're going to pray the Lord's Prayer in both languages. Vamos a orar la, el Padre Nuestro en el idioma que te sientas más cómodo. But before we do that, remember that when we say, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, it is an invitation. To what? To transformation. To break free from the limited and egocentric perspective of the kingdom under the sun, S-U-N. And open ourselves to the transformational power of the kingdom under the sun, S-O-N. <laughs> Living a life centered on God, eternity, and loving one another. Que podamos de veras... Preparar nuestro corazón y cuando oremos esto recordemos que estamos pidiendo una transformación divina en nuestras vidas donde vamos a aprender a, a estar centrados en Dios, estar centrados en, en esta idea de eternidad con Cristo y amándonos los unos a los otros. So let's, let's pray together.